Good morning, 739 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. So good to have you with us. I really appreciate you choosing to listen to us. Uh, we have a lot of time uh, making the stuff you listen to. I hope you have as much fun listening to it. That's my goal, always. I was trying to make the show I'd want to listen to. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I was trying to do. Uh, Mike Wood is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department, and he joins us every Thursday. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Uh, hey, so not a lot of you know high-profile incidents in the last week, which is good. We will always take a quiet week. Uh, but a couple of fairly concerning ones, including a bunch of tires got slashed downtown? Yeah, they were... Uh... Yeah, you said it. They were just slashed in the downtown area, the, uh, along Powell Fox and a couple other streets. Uh, we do have we've released uh, photographs of the two individuals that we believe are involved in that. It is felony criminal mischief. It's very serious. It's very expensive to to replace those tires, as anyone that's bought tires lately knows. So, yeah. uh, if anybody has any information, we would like to hear from them, or they can call Crime Stoppers at four three three S T O P to remain anonymous. When when this kind of thing happens, I mean, you know, look. I'm I'm such a like rules follower kind of person that the idea of damaging somebody's somebody else's property on purpose just like you know throwing uh, cups out the window like I can't even imagine it you know when talking to West Brandon last hour same thing I can't even fathom it what's wrong with people that they do stuff like this I mean can you shed any light on what would be the the criminal psychology behind something like this Well unfortunately I can't because I'm not a criminal it doesn't make sense to me either why somebody would want to do that to someone else, but of course they would get upset if, if somebody did that to their property, I'm sure. Right, exactly. We also had a, a case, another case, which is, you know, unfortunately all too common, uh, cars getting, and it's not broken into, it's just testing the doors, right, to see if they're open? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say these vehicles were broken into when all uh, 17 were entered because they were left unlocked. It was also one the same night entered over in East Hill. Um, and, you know, we've preach this until we're blue in the face, as has the Scamby County Sheriff's Office, to please lock those cars every night before you go to bed. Yet people still leave them unlocked. Uh, we were very fortunate this time because there were no weapons, taken, no guns taken out of any of these vehicles, but uh, one of them was stolen. So that not only did this person leave his vehicle unlocked, but left the keys uh, in the console. Mm. It's, it's again it's amazing i i know people have long-standing habits and you know nobody likes to change your habit and you know nobody likes to believe that your neighborhood could be that place but every neighborhood can be that place right yeah especially apartment complexes so it's not a matter of if you're going to become a crime victim if you leave your vehicle unlocked it's a matter it's when uh because they're very convenient the apartment com- complex is very convenient wait for these this is at an apartment can- complex people are leaving their cars unlocked are you kidding yeah, that's why they can hit, you know, 18 or 20 cars in uh, less than a half hour. So, yeah, that, that's the apartment complexes are, are easy pickings for these for these criminals. We, we People make fun of my wife and I because we often put a club on our car, which is, yeah, I know it's like 30-year-old technology, but whatever. Uh, my goal is not to make sure you don't steal, um, you know, any car, just to make sure it's not mine. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's my goal. Um, but that's because we were living in an apartment complex, and within six months, I had my car window broken into, and they stole stuff out of the trunk, and she had her car broken into and stole stuff out of the trunk, and I, I just can't fathom it. I, I get it when it's your house. You know what I mean? Like, there's that feeling like, this is my land, this is my property, nobody's going to mess with me here. Nobody has that sense in, a, in an apartment complex. Uh, I, maybe they think it's like there's so many people that nobody would do anything. But I assume hotels, same thing, right? I always assume that the hotel parking lot is like the most dangerous place you could ever park your car. Yeah, well, think about it like this for a second. If you're in a neighborhood 
uh, your neighborhood that you live, you know it very well. Um, you know that there's not a lot of people out walking at 2 a.m. in your neighborhood. But right. apartment complexes, hotels, it's not uncommon uh, to have people walking in these areas. So nobody, when they see this going on, they don't realize what's happening, and no one calls the police. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, exactly right. Uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of ask you about is uh, there's a bill working in Tallahassee that would put speed cameras in school zones specifically and only in school zones. I think it would be the only radar-based ticket technology allowed in the state of Florida because right now, of course, we have red light cameras, which, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, the possibility of putting those at a few intersections in Pensacola, uh, those are legal. Obviously, Gulf Breeze uses them. and uh, But the possibility of having speed cameras, radar cameras in school zones, and now we're not talking about, like, where PPD parks a you know uh, a radar that shows you the speed and lights up the lights if it's too loud, but that doesn't actually or if it's too fast, but it doesn't actually give you a ticket. This would be actual tickets. Does PPD have you guys talked about this? Do you have a position on whether this would be useful for you guys or not? Well, all tools would be useful, but one thing about this, and it was the same when red light cameras first came out, <clears throat> and that's if the the courts are going to uphold that, and they have for for uh, red light cameras. Speed is, is different. I mean, it's a tool, but whether or not you could actually get a conviction on it without an officer being present is, is something that we'll we'll have to see how that works out. All right, fair enough. And I, I same. I have questions, and you know, the constitutionality, being able to confront your accusers, all, all of those things, I think, come into play when you're talking about radar. Uh, guns and giving people tickets like this. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, it's getting into that time of the year, and we just want to make sure that we mention it to people, pay attention to not leaving your pets and your kids in the cars, right? It's going to be hot, right? Yeah, it's going to be hot. And Check those back seats. A lot of people, again, they leave the pets in the car um, and not thinking that it's, um, that it's hot, but it can get hot much faster for them than it can people. And, and also remember, and we've talked about this before a couple of weeks ago, if you leave your vehicle running and you're not in it, even because you're trying to keep your pet cool with the air conditioner, it's against the law to do that. Uh, so you can receive a citation for that. So uh, best thing to do if you're going to have to leave your vehicle uh, with, a, with a pet in it is to not bring the pet along. Absolutely. We always like to end with a car myth. Before we get to that, let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Uh, watching an <clears throat> excuse me, this accident, 95A uh, North and 29. It looks like a bad accident near Porky's Pizza. In fact, it could be two accidents as I'm looking a little closer at Morris Avenue right there. Now, it is blocked southbound on 29 uh, and uh, 95A, almost back to Neal Road, past uh, Jim Allen Elementary. Uh, caution there. It's also blocked northbound, too, and I, I believe for the same reason. That's on the other side of the mill and Bex Lake Road. Uh, on 29. Caution wherever you are. You know that. Traffic tips 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mike Wood, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Do you have a um, cop myth or why do they do that for us today? I do. And I was I was questioned about um, uh, bulletproof vests, if you will, for dogs. And, uh, you know, we've always we've put out releases before on organizations that have donated these vests. Uh, you know, we can purchase these vests for our canines. And it, the question was, why aren't they wearing them? We see them out all the time, but they don't have them on. And the reason for that is a dog wearing body armor as a standard wear item is impractical. Um, dogs can easily become overheated, and the only way for them to cool is to pant. They have no sweat glands, and a well-trained dog is so focused on the task at hand that they will continue running, chasing, and fighting uh, until they drop. So body armor traps more heat and can make the dog overheat much faster. 
Now, it can be used whenever the handler has time to anticipate a gunfire situation. Uh, that, that canine handler can put that, uh, that vest on the dog before that. But sometimes these situations just evolve without warning. So, so how long does it take to put that vest on? Because I don't imagine it's a super quick process. Well, I don't, I don't obviously don't have a canine. That's a question that I, I can't answer. But oh, okay. um, I'm, I'm, it doesn't take. Yeah, it doesn't. It, you know, I, I'd have to get a canine officer to answer that. But again, it's just impractical. Uh, you know, an officer will tell you how hot it is yeah. for a human being to wear, but humans can sweat where the dogs can't. So um, they have access to that body armor. They're just It's just not practical for the dog to wear it the entire shift every day. Well, and that's I was actually thinking about this yesterday or uh, Tuesday when we are talking to Sheriff Simmons and talking about the donated vest that they had gotten. I had that exact question, but I ran out of time with him, um, you know, because I, I, when I've seen dogs out of the car sniffing for drugs or things like that, they're not wearing you know, the protective vest at that point. Um, so it's got to be a decision where the officer says, okay, this is a situation where we're going to protect them from blades and, and guns and, and put the thing on. No, I appreciate that. That's actually a really good explanation that, you know, the heat is bad for them, and that's why they don't wear them all the time. It makes perfect sense. Mike Wood, he is a public information, uh, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, as always, thanks for the time and the good information, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. 748 here on News Radio 92.3.